Hey folks, welcome to the Catholic Coaching Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Erin. And we are the Ingolds. We are the founders of Metanoia Catholic, and we are here to talk coaching in the Catholic world. Yes, where we teach people how to become students of their interior life, and we also train and coach other Catholic coaches. So we're excited to have you with us. Let's get started. Hello, folks. Welcome back. Hi. Matt and Aaron here. We're going to be talking thought reconnaissance today. So all you journalers that are out there that have been using the journal, that know what we're talking about here, a lot of the questions that we get are how we really get the most out of the thought reconnaissance exercise, which is exercise four in our Daily Metanoia 7 journal. Yes. Metanoia Daily 7 journal, excuse me. And uh, so we want to make sure that we get good tips, things that we've learned along the way, things that have worked really well for our clients. And... Uh, Give you just a little bit of an orientation to the exercise itself, well, especially for you as people getting started. Also, you don't need to be one of our journalers, even though we highly recommend it, to do this exercise. So we'll give you some tips and you can just, if you have a prayer journal, just to go do it yourself awesome. after this. Awesome. Aaron, I'll, I'll defer to you. Where do you want to start here? What's the first thing that people, like, what is the thought reconnaissance? What are we doing? So I got, originally got this idea from the Life Coach School, where I'm actually trained in becoming, a, you know, a life coach. And she calls it, um, Brooke Castillo calls it a thought download. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Caroline Leaf talks about it. I don't really know her terminology, but she also discusses the neurology behind it, the necessity to get thoughts out on paper. We've heard it in a lot of different ways. We've heard like a thought dump, a thought, you know, just get it all out. You just got to get it all out onto paper. It's an exercise of bringing a lot of the subconscious into conscious awareness. Yes. So some of you may have heard us say before, we have adults have anywhere between what? 55 to 70,000 thoughts a day. Mm-hmm. A lot of those, 95% of those rough numbers here, are taking place on the subconscious level. And thank God for that. It'd be crazy to have to give conscious brain power to 70,000 thoughts a day. Um, but a lot of those thoughts on the subconscious level are still impacting our lives and they're still impacting our emotions. And in order to be dealt with, addressed, even like kind of scrutinized a little bit as to whether or not we want to keep those thoughts, we need to bring them into conscious awareness. And so this exercise of the thought reconnaissance is a way of bringing what is in the dark of the subconscious that is still affecting us into the conscious light so that it can be really brought to Jesus ultimately. And one thing that you just said, Matt, to just to follow that stat to completion, it's also it was like 95% of the thoughts were recycled from the day before and 85% of those thoughts are negative on average. So that brings us into our term for the thought reconnaissance. We know that there is a spiritual battle. Mm -hmm. We know that thoughts are very important for how we show up in life. The Mm -hmm. thoughts that we're thinking manifest themselves throughout like through in and through our emotions, our behaviors, and really how we show up in yeah. life. And this is not new age. This has been proven neurologically. This is all over scripture. This is theology of the body, folks. This is John yes. Paul II saying the invisible reality of our interior lives will be made visible in and through the body. It's by law, by our nature, what we do is we make things 
incarnate. It's one of the things that makes us different from the angels that don't have a body. We have a body. We make the invisible reality visible through our body. Yes. And so um, at Metanoia Catholic, we are mindset coaches, which means we deal with thoughts. Mm -hmm. And we also recognize the spiritual battle. Mm -hmm. Now, if you were an enemy and you knew... Um, the, I don't know, Matt, you know, the war terms better than I do. <laughs> and you knew where all of the main people were, right? Yep. Okay. What, what is that called? It's like you have intelligence, right? Yes. You've got some military intelligence. Yes. Where, like there's Intel. indications that are here. The, the thing with a reconnaissance, and this is, this is something kind of drawn from my military background, my former Marine. And you do a reconnaissance. Before you go on a reconnaissance, you have certain assumptions about the enemy. So a recon is when you're sending out that team to explore and gain intelligence back on the enemy. Uh, bring it back to your unit so that you can develop a plan on how you're going to destroy that enemy, ultimately. Um, so uh, you make certain assumptions. And there's certain indications that the enemy gives you that he's there, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you want to make sure that when you come into your attack, you're, you're accounting for really where the enemy's at and, and you know exactly who the enemy is, where it is, so that you can be successful with your attack. And so we, we know from Scripture that the enemy has sown weeds among the wheat, right? There's that Scripture passage where, where the, uh, the, care, the caretakers of this, of this land, they realize that, that there's all these weeds that are growing amongst the wheat, and they go to the landowner and they say to him, you know, didn't you just sow, didn't you sow good, good seed in this? And he says, an enemy has done this. Okay, so this is a, an acknowledgement of the, of, of the battle that we're in. The enemy has some right to be able to sow because of the fall of, fall of Adam and Eve, because of original sin. The enemy has some sort of right here on, this, on, on earth now, in the here and now, mm -hmm. to be able to sow weeds among the wheat. So the thought reconnaissance is really about identifying those weed thoughts that are flowering into things that are not only not bearing fruit, but they're also destructive, destructive to, the, yes. to the fruitfulness of the good seeds that God is sowing in our lives. Mm -hmm. So the thought recon, well, I was going to follow. So I'm telling the story. Okay. If there is an enemy, right, and they know, okay, this is the you know, center point of the Death Star, right? Got it, okay. To kill, right? How, wouldn't you focus there? Yeah, okay. Right? I'm putting the myself... The center of gravity. Like, if you knew this was the enemy's bid for success... Yes. Thank you for the military terms. Controlling our yes. minds, right? If the enemy is just like, if whoever controls the mind controls the person, controls the body. Yes. Like, St. Paul talks about this. Yes. Like whoever controls the interior life, they've got the, they've got full possession of the person right. at this. What we're doing is we're identifying where the enemy has gained control. Well, I'm putting myself in the enemy's shoes right now. Got it. Okay, so he's like, this point is really important because it controls the what the person does, what mm -hmm. the person feels, it controls all of the things. Right. Yes. Let's say there's no gate around that there's nothing that's keeping them out so it's got a key piece of terrain that you're talking about yes okay and it's just like wide open and there's not even people on guard the enemy just has to kind of like walk in he just like, walks right in i'm here yep i got it i win this has been our mismanaged minds <laughs> yeah that is us 
friends. Now, a lot of us are very protected by sanctifying grace, by grace, Mm -hmm. right? By staying close to the sacraments, for sure. Mm -hmm. And we can be a lot more intentional about it. Yes. Hence, going into the thought recon. Thought recon, got it. So, we are opposing this enemy. We, we know that there has been weeds planted among the weeds. We know that there are enemies in our minds, right? The thought recon is a very simple tool to help us identify what those enemy thoughts are. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me what the scripture verse is? It's 2 Corinthians 10, 5. Do you That's know it? take all thoughts into captivity out of obedience to Christ. And so mm-hmm. this is, you know, we, we are really our foundational scripture is be transformed by the renewing of your mind, uh, St. Paul says in Romans 12, 2. Uh, but he also says in 2 Corinthians 10, 5 that right, you got to take all thoughts into captivity out of obedience to Christ. And it's really, that is the first step. That's really what's going on in, the, in this reconnaissance is we're, when you think about taking something into captivity, there's a couple of reasons why you might be doing that. Um, you might be taking an enemy into captivity because you want to turn, like you want to keep them from disrupting uh, your work. You want to disarm them. Uh, you want to just put them in some sort of confinement so they can no longer cause you harm. You might even like want to take a butterfly into captivity because yeah. you want to take a look and just and just study it and just be curious about it. And, and that's what we want to encourage with the thought reconnaissance exercises is, is to be really curious so that you can be intentional about what thoughts you want to ultimately maintain in that, that mind. As you were talking, I just got um, like an image of, of like capturing a moment, right? Like we take a photo and that is why writing our thoughts down is huge because now we actually have captured kind of taken a photo of what's going on inside of our minds mm-hmm. in front of us and now we can objectively look at it right what because, does dr caroline leaf talk about with this what do you mean well what you said, libel or something like that she, she i think it's label label i don't know what the actual <laughs> i know it's l-a-b-i-l l-a-b-i-l what is that labile that's it labile so Basically, when you take a subconscious thought, right, which is what we're doing, we're trying to unearth these subconscious thoughts that we just think all the time, and we've just never challenged, right? If Represented by a physical synaptic connection in your brain. Yes. Okay, that's so an there, important thing. So our is, thoughts do become incarnate through these synaptic connections in our brains. Mm-hmm. All right, theology of the body, folks. When you think about a subconscious thought or write it down, now it's in a labile state, which is a technical term for it's flexible, malleable, it can be changed. So the synaptic connection that was once very rigid and firm now becomes something that is changeable at this point. And that's by writing it down on paper. yes. So a lot of things happen here. There's the neurological thing that we just covered. There's also the capturing, so now we can actually see and bring these thoughts into obedience to Christ, which is the next exercise, Mm -hmm. the metanoia model, after this in our journal. But we're sticking here. So we do that. Um, We have the scientific proof. We have the actual spiritual thing that we're doing. We're taking Mm -hmm. these enemy thoughts into captivity. 
And there are some, there is some wheat among the weeds. It's not all weeds, right? But um, we're trying to figure out what those are. And then also just the practical way of putting space between you and your thoughts. So often we think our thoughts are facts because we just think them. Mm -hmm. And we're like, this is truth. Mm-hmm. But now if it's out on paper, it's put, you know, there's space between you and your thought and you can actually ask yourself, is that true all mm-hmm. of the time? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's kind of like when, when we think a certain thought, there's an emotional response. And so what Aaron just said there, we, we just take it for truth because when we have an emotion that's attached to a thought, like we're, we're entering a new level of knowledge at that point. It's a bodily knowledge. Like our whole body is being brought into conformity through this emotion, which is really a chemical response. Think of it as a chemical response to a thought in your body. Mm-hmm. And so this is, this is what we do. We, 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 not only are we meant to uh, know something in our minds, but God has created us to also know it in our body, in our biology, where our thoughts, folks, can actually even impact down to the genetic level. Like we can have thoughts that actually start to change the way that our genes start to express themselves. And they're realizing this through, um, what's it called? Uh, Epigenetics. Epigenetics, the study of epigenetics. So I'm certainly not a master in that, but this is just fascinating, this stuff. Another important point here I think is important to bring up is a lot of the time, uh, and you and I have had discussions on this, a lot of time people ask us, well, can I just do an, like an interior thought down, a thought reconnaissance? Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to write it down. I just kind of do it in my head. Um, what is your response to that, Aaron? I say, if you want to do it effectively, no, you can't. Because thoughts are slippery. They kind of, they, you'll bring them into your consciousness and then they just kind of slip out of there. So mm-hmm. writing it down is that, is that action of capturing it. Yeah. And when you reread what you've written, there's so much um, in, an, in an intentional way, there's so much ability to take that and actually reflect upon it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't do that inside your mind. We cannot process thoughts inside of our minds. We can't. This is why it's so important to have a coach. This is why it's so important to, to journal. Got it. And so what the coach is doing, if you're talking with a coach, it's more effective because now you have somebody that is at least mirroring back to you the thoughts that you have said. So when we're coaching somebody, we always like to use the words, the exact words that they use. So we're writing this stuff down when, when our, our, our clients are talking with us because we want to be able to use the language, use the actual thoughts that are there and not plant our own interpretation or our, our own thoughts back in their mind so that they can really own the things that they're saying. This is something too, when I look back on all the thoughts that I've written down in my thought reconnaissance, I'll tell you what, like I can't do this. I've, I've tried doing this, just the mental thought reconnaissance. I can't do that. I don't have the ability to recall and objectively evaluate everything that I brought to mind. So there's when Aaron says thoughts are slippery, that's when, like, we don't necessarily, there's some of those thoughts, they, they're here, they're gone, they impact us, but we, we don't necessarily have this ability to focus on them at that point yeah. like we can when we write them down. That's a good point because I think um, this question comes up a lot when people, when we're talking about the thought recon is, aren't we giving, like, more credence to the thoughts by, by writing them down on paper? Like, get, giving them more strength, right, mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. writing them down. And my response to that is, 
no, because we're capturing them now. Yeah, my response would also be, wouldn't the enemy want to plant that thought in your mind that you're giving him more power by just writing it down? I mean, well, yeah, like, that's a good especially, point. especially if the enemy knew that this would be key to his yes. undoing. And the enemy loves to hide. And, and the way that I always say, like, mm-hmm. the way I respond to them is, you're thinking it anyway, it's subconscious in yeah. there. So if it comes up on your thought recon, it's in your, it's in your brain. And it's affecting you. And it's affecting you. So you might as well bring it out into the light mm-hmm. and assess it. Mm-hmm. So if it's not bad, keep it, right? Mm-hmm. We're yeah. all about that. Catch the butterfly. <laughs> but and then also, release the butterfly. I think thought recons are a powerful tool also to identify what we call pretty thoughts. So there's some thoughts that are we think look pretty. Like... I just want my husband to change because I love him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds very pretty. Unless you're the husband and you're like, uh. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I mean, you don't really even love the real me because you want to change me, right? Yeah. But that kind of reveals something that's underlining what I, basically what I just said is, you know, it, like, is that really coming from a place of love if you want to change somebody, yeah. right? Right. So there's, it, they look pretty. But when we actually assess them, we can say, oh, I don't really like the emotion that's coming up from this. I, even the trajectory of this thought, the behaviors that I do when I think this are kind of eh, like icky. And so it, it helps you reveal those pretty thoughts mm-hmm. that would probably just slip, slip through your fingers if you were doing a mental thought recon. Yeah. A lot of the time you're, you're also identifying thoughts that are true, but they're just not helpful. And the one that I think you've brought up plenty of times, Aaron, that I think is great is like, say you're trying to lose weight and you have this thought in your mind, I am overweight. And maybe if you're judging from objective standards, you're looking at, you know, what a healthy weight is for a person of your size and your age uh, and your gender that, that, uh, yeah, like by those standards, yeah. you are overweight. Maybe the doctor has actually said you're clinically obese. Yes. Right? So you have a diagnosis, <laughs> right? Right. There's lots of evidence that this is a true statement. But like, again, follow the trajectory of that thought. Like if you just sit with it, like take that thought into captivity. And then this is a great one to then bring to our exercise five, which is the next model. And we'll have another episode where we're really focusing on mm-hmm. that. But um, that's another way. Sometimes there's true thoughts that are there. But that doesn't mean just because they're true that we want to continue to think them and give up real estate within our brains to, yes. to house that thought. Yes, that's a good point. There's many thoughts that are just not useful. Yeah. And when you do take them into the model, the metanoia model and the next ex- exercise, that will be revealed to you. Right. So that's another thing that we do with the thought recon. I want to get practical here. Okay. So... In our journal, and anybody can do this with any prayer journal, we start with we start this um, exercise with a line that says "topic," mm-hmm. and I like this because it helps us to enter into kind of an objective place, um, and really what we're asking people to do a thought recon on is any topic that is at the forefront of their mind right now. Mm-hmm. 
it sounds kind of like I, I know a lot of people out there because I'm a coach and I, I coach a lot of people who are indecisive. And so they're like, I don't know what topic I want to write on. And that's why we do this daily, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can write on another one tomorrow. You can do as many thought recons as you want in a day. It doesn't have to be one. Mm-hmm. Um, you might fly through our journal faster, but that's okay. But you can just do it on a piece of paper. But the topic, and I love this because then we're entering into prayer but like the topic is really easy for me to identify when I actually picture and imagine and I pray, Jesus, please show up. And I pray that Jesus is sitting across from me saying, Aaron, what is on your mind right now? Or mm-hmm. what is the heaviest thing on your heart right now? I just write the topic down and then I write all of my thoughts mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people will be like, well, what if we run out of thoughts? Then I say, it's time to get curious. So you have thoughts and thoughts are layered, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you could be like, I, I don't know, what's a good example of a thought recon? You could be like, um, we'll just use the example that you just said. I'm overweight. The doctor told me that I'm overweight. Mm-hmm. And then you write, I'm fat. I've always been fat. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you could I say can't lose the weight. all I... of the things. But then you could be like, why? Why is that a problem? That question why always takes you deeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is that a problem? Yeah. Deeper. Because I'm not loved. Like, I, I, in order to, you know, maybe, I, maybe you're single at this point. It's like, in order to be desirable by somebody else, I need, to, mm-hmm. I need to be at this optimal weight. I'm not beautiful. Like, I want to be beautiful. Like, you continue to go deeper. I love that question. Yes. So we, we can do that. That's one way of doing a thought recon. Um, another thing that you could do, this is very conveniently placed after our goal setting question. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, if your goal is big, you're going to have really juicy thought recons. Yeah. Obstacle <laughs> thoughts that are there. That, yes. Like the reason why you don't exist and you're not living in that goal, which is something that you desire, right? And it's something that's good. Uh, and God wants to give to you, the reason you're not there is because there are these obstacle thoughts that are standing in the way. And this is why we love having good, big goals because they lead to really good, juicy thought recons that really unearth a lot of vicious thoughts that we have on ourselves. Yes. How do you do your thought recon, Matt? I, uh, from, from a practice, so if I pick my topic, and again, Aaron said we pick our topic, and sometimes people... I think it's important to know when you're picking a topic, you're focusing on one topic, all right? So some people might say, all right, the topic I want to discuss is, right now is my, uh, my financial situation and how I'm not getting a raise at my job, right? Well, those are really two things. And there's going to be two separate models over that and it can get kind of muddy at that point. So you pick one topic so that, because I've even done this too, where I'll, I'll pick a topic and next thing you know, I'll start thinking about something else. I'll start doing a thought recon on a completely different topic. And it's just like, no, let's just fix one thought at a time, right? Mm-hmm. That's the cleanest way of doing it. So it's just bring it back and it's like, okay, what's my topic? And then I start doing my thoughts on that again. Um, so it's, it's good to have that good focus topic and hold yourself accountable to sticking with that topic with your recon. But how I do it is I just, I do bullet points with mine. Yeah, you do like a list. 
Yeah, so it's like da- I, each one of my lines, I'll do a dash. Sometimes I'll do a double column in, in my journal. And, but there's not a whole lot of narrative that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where, Aaron, sometimes I look over your shoulder, not reading it, but I can see that you are not doing a bulleted list. You're just like having yeah. a full out Mine's very narrative. It's, um, I do, it's almost like I just go back and forth with God and he's kind of the coach, you know? And we're just unearthing more of these thoughts. Another way that I like to do it too um, is I like doing an emotional recon. And so because I'm more of an emotional person, mm-hmm. and maybe a lot of the ladies can agree with me here, but I'm, I'm more attuned to my emotions. And so when I, when I write an emotion down, I say, I feel sad because of this thought in my head, you know, and blank, I write in whatever the, the thought is. But you literally like write that. I feel sad because of this thought in my head. And then you... Well, I mean, you could do that. But like I just do, I feel sad because... And then I'm putting in parentheses, you're writing the phrase in your head. Yeah, and I kind of like that too because just when we can start to recognize that our thoughts are just sentences in our minds. Yes. It like takes a lot of the power away from them because we can, we can feel like we're victims to our thoughts, but the reality is we have all the power yes. over what we think. 100%. 100% power yes. over the thoughts that we think. And this tool, this exercise is the first step to getting that intentional awareness of what's happening and really taking back this power, this and becoming better stewards of our mind. Right, taking back that te- that territory that the enemy has occupied. Yes. At that point. I also like the idea of, and I've I've kind of borrowed this idea from the life coach school, but doing a thought recon on um, what did I say before? Both sides of the story. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you could be talking about a topic, your weight loss, for instance, and then you could be like all the things that are good about what you've done so far and then all the things that are bad about what you've done so far. So in the list form, we give them equal airtime, right? Mm -hmm. So there's just kind of that understanding. It's a great way to unearth those enemy thoughts too when you're you're really specific about all the bad things that you're thinking about it, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yep. That's, I can certainly see how that's helpful. Uh, Another piece that's been very big for me on getting more out of my thought recon we could probably do a whole episode on this but i'll just be very brief on it is being able to look back on all the thoughts that i've written down and then do a little bit of deliverance prayer over those sometimes i find it very difficult to move on to exercise five especially if it's a topic that's really sticky uh that's real i'm pretty bound up with it and i use that term deliberately i'm bound up i don't there was there's been times where i haven't even felt free to identify what that primary disintegrated thought is at the start of my exercise five my uh disintegrated metanoia model and recently i actually had something where i was i was writing about a a particular topic don't really want to get into it but but uh uh but I wrote all this stuff, and it was very, very, very dark, very negative. And looking back on, I, I tried to move on to exercise five. Folks, I couldn't, I couldn't think of the thought. I didn't know what to write. There was a lot of confusion that was there. Hmm. It was almost a, I almost felt it was a like, slippery enemy. Like there was something that was holding me back. Like my lips were even sealed on this. Like I, 
it was really just difficult. And I said, all right, you know, I am bound at this point. There's a spiritual battle. Mm -hmm. There are exercises that we can do. There are prayers that we can do to be released of that bondage. And so I started looking back over my thought recon and I saw a lot of lies that I had agreed to that I could repent from believing these lies. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of, a lot of spiritual influence, spirits of pride, spirits of, of resentment, uh, of accusation that I could renounce in the name of Jesus. So like these are people that I'd, I'd allowed to come into this, like I, I thought of my mind as a conference room. And all of my counselors were sitting around the table. I had the Blessed Mother there and Jesus, my guardian angel. And I'd also let in all of these other demonic influences, these dark influences to have a seat at the table at some point. At some point, I just kind of had through my agreements, I'd allowed them to have a say in what was going on. And it, I could just have this image of them just barking at me. But as soon as I would renounce them, they would get up and they had to leave the table. Wow, so cool. Where, where eventually, it was just my good counsel that was in there. And at that moment, I, I could tell you, I felt a physical, after doing those prayers, I, could, I felt it, it was palpable. Mm. I could feel like the release, this freedom. And I, I, I literally asked my counselors at the table, what is this thought that is plaguing me? And it was the Blessed Mother that spoke up. And, the, and what she said was, you're not valuable, you have no value. You're not valuable, you have no value. That was the thought wow. that she spoke. And from there, and immediately, as soon as it was brought into the light, it was just like, <gasps> I, I, could, I saw it. And I can tell you, folks, I had an emotional release that was there. And I could run through the, my, my exercise five. My exercise five that day was so powerful, just being able to, to go through that. So that's another reason why it's so important to write down those thoughts, because oftentimes we go back and we realize, being a part of the spiritual battle here, we've given up terrain to the enemy, and we have the authority of our baptism. If we are in the state of grace, folks, that's an important piece there. If you're not in the state of grace, it's not going to work. Yes. Right? But we have to be in the state. So when we're in the state of grace, um, we can renounce these things, which is why it's so important. If you haven't been to confession, folks, you got to get into confession. It's going to be a big, a huge piece to the mm -hmm. success of you really being able to have that, the full effectiveness of this exercise. Wow, that is a cool story, and it's it's so layered, right? Yeah. Like it makes me think of. I listen to exorcists a lot, and they always say that even within the exorcism themselves the bigger guys you know in this case it was the big lie yeah. underneath it all and this was a foundational one yes this, was this a is a foundation one. foundational wound yep. you know and it was an agreement that you made mm -hmm. but the big the big guys always put the little guys up in front first <laughs> and then they like have to get cleaned out first and then and and that's kind of you know because there's they they are higher it's a hierarchy, yeah. even in the demonic realm. So really interesting stuff, Matt. Yeah. Another powerful exercise that we do within this exercise is after we're done with the thought recon, we say, okay, what are the facts here? And the facts are usually about 1%. 
of what's the thoughts of the thought recon. So much story, folks. Yeah, such, the rest is our story. We're all incredible novelists. Yes, in our own minds. So I love. I love some of my coaches from the life coach school. Always say they're like, facts are boring. Our thoughts are like the beginning of a sitcom or the beginning of a Lifetime movie. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, <laughs> they're nice and juicy, and they they. You know, they're just emotional and they're interesting, right? Yeah. And this is why I think we hold on to them sometimes. Yeah, but when we're getting down to just the facts, folks, at, at this point, and, and when you say facts, it's like these are the things that everybody can agree on. Yes. These are the things. Like measurable. there's no story that there's, they're measurable. There's an objective as you can you can get. Like so so often like I, I, I've seen clients that are doing thought recons on text messages that they get from somebody oh. else, right? And so the facts in that, and they have all of these thoughts about what that text message means, and really the the the, the when when the, you just kind of get down to the facts, like okay, they wrote a text message and they said this in this text message. That's it. And That's you have an entire story about it. And sometimes, <laughs> like sometimes, like I, I, folks, I do this. We're we're not. I do this myself. Yes. Where it's just like if I. I have so much story, and all of a sudden you're caught up in the story. But then I, I like do my work on it. And I come back and I read the text message again, and it's like, oh my gosh, I totally reacted. That could have been taken in so many different ways. I took it in the way that went along with the story that I'd already playing in my mind at that point, and it wasn't a really pretty story. And I ended up, yeah, yelling at somebody in the process over this. Right. So but yeah, no freedom. texting, no no fighting over text either. Bad, bad. That's just, yeah. We're gonna walk away you with a lot a of advice that. just, today. That's just dumb. Um, B-U-M-B, dumb. So, Matt, thank you for sharing that. I think that's really powerful. One more thing about the story that you shared about the spiritual battle, because that's actually a great just anecdote for the for the spiritual battle. Why we call this a thought reconnaissance? In there have been times in sessions coaching sessions where I just stop and I say, I need you to, to, to renounce this and command it in the name of Jesus. I don't do it over them. I have them do it mm-hmm. um, because of many reasons, but it's really powerful to release people in that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So very, um, that was a great story. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think in the movie, The Exorcist also, and how these, you, you say these pretty thoughts I think of the point at the end of the movie where the younger priest, I can't remember his, his name, but he's, he walks into the room and he sees his mother. And, he, and in the place of this, this girl that's been possessed, but the devil is now messing with his mind and, and he's looking upon his own mother. And he, what man, he has all this guilt associated with his, his mom, uh, if you haven't seen the movie. But like this is, this is ways that these... Thoughts can kind of show up in our mind. They can mask themselves as as really being good counsel. Angels of light. Angels of light, indeed. Mm-hmm. But they're wolves in sheep's clothing. And and I I love the 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 uh, the image like the devil always hides hides his feet like even when he's showing up as as like a, a saintly figure because he can't hide his his own hooves right. There's there's always a tell. There's always a tell, and it pops up in the thought recon when you're. You're taking a look at these thoughts, they look pretty, but then Aaron will often say like, well, what's the tone behind it? Is it accusational? Mm-hmm. Is it condemning? What are the fruits of it? A lot of the, When we get into exercise five, that's when it really starts to reveal 
some yes. of those thoughts that are that are wolves in sheep's clothing. Yes. Uh, angels of light that are really uh, angels of darkness. And notice when you when you really want to keep a thought. That's always a tell too because you feel super justified in keeping a thought. Mm-hmm. And so like the attachment level is always a tell as well. Yeah. Yeah. Folks, that's the thought recon. So we wanted to a lot. We'll probably, we continue to, to as, as we continue to go through this as, as students ourselves of this whole process, we'll keep sharing more stuff with y'all. Uh, go to our Facebook page too. Every once in a while, we'll pop on there and we'll share, like, we'll open our journals up to you and we'll share some examples of our own thought recons. And, and we get a lot of feedback from people saying that this is very helpful to just kind of get some examples of this. Uh, but create some examples yourselves. Just dive into this exercise Make a commitment to do it for a week, at least a week, and just prayerfully discern this. Uh, you can gar- grab our journal on our website. So we're getting ready to publish it. We actually just sent it off to the printers as of the recording date of this. And so hopefully by the time you hear this, you'll actually have, we'll have our, our site up and you'll be able to go and, and purchase this for yourself. Yes. And if you want one-on-one coaching too, um, check out our website. Yeah. MetanoiaCatholic.com. We'd love to experience your thought recon with you yes thanks guys have a great day Bye. hey folks thanks so much for being with us if you want to learn more about metanoia catholic and how to get coaching with us go to metanoiacatholic.com that's m-e-t-a-n-o-i-a catholic.com thanks so much for listening